up next on that cypher. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening to another episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Video Podcast Network. We put it in so many ways because we need the Stats Over Beats Cypher to help you win your leagues and win that cash. We got the Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. So many AKAs. It's almost like I'm Jesus and Miro. You know, I got so many AKAs out there that we got to, you know, let you know who it is that you listen to. You're now rocking with the best here on the Stats Overbeat Cypher. We got a good show for you, okay? Check it out. I got my boys down there in the fantasy pit of misery. As usual, we got Danny O making it happen. Danny Auto making it pop off. Pun notwithstanding. Popping off. We got my man Mike Florio, one of my best friends forever down there in the pit of misery as well. He's still jet lagged from a little bit of the coffee shops and the districts. But, uh, you know, he did what he had to do, making it happen. Well, you know, that's an off-air conversation. Big shout out to the best friends forever. But we got a good show. All right, here's what it is. We're in that time of the year where we're going to do a little bit of baseball. We're going to do a little bit of football as well. Just call me Bo Jackson or Brian Jordan or Deion Sanders, whatever it is. When it comes to baseball, listen, we have to talk again about O. Oh, Otani, okay? We were talking about his fastball and his forkball in a previous episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. We now have to talk about his bat as well. I'm going to talk about that, his incredibly hot opening week. We're going to dive into that. Also on the baseball tip, I'm going to talk about you know how I'd be promoting these three true outcomes, the launch angle, the fly ball revolution. I'm going to find some players that you can target early on this season that are having dramatic changes in their fly ball position. And I think that's very important. Then we're going to go over to football. And when we talk about football, listen, we're in the time of the year where you can't believe a word that comes out of anybody's mouth, whether that's a player, whether that's a GM. It doesn't matter. Everyone's in the best shape of their lives. Everyone is going to take the best player available. So we switch gears to talk about not one, not two, but maybe three players that are not currently in the NFL and have an interesting and uh, divergent path potentially to get back into the NFL. And that's what our poll question is right here at Spittin' Speeds. If you ever want to follow me, you know the Spittin' Statistician. We get down stats over beats or on Fantasy Sports Network. We got the poll question up. The poll question is, out of these three current non-employed former NFL players, which one will find his way back to the league first? Your options are, Colin Kaepernick, which is now like the default, right? Or is it Johnny Football, who I talked about? We're going to talk a little bit more about in the spring league. He had an interesting uh, debut, and it wasn't even what he did on the field, but maybe some of the things he said off the field that really matter. And the third candidate in the poll is Alden Smith. Listen, if you can get a pass rusher that'll get you double-digit sacks in something like eight or nine games, which he has done in the Bay Area, I sign up for it. But there's some other stuff with Alden Smith, too. We're going to get into that. We're also then going to put the fun in functional sports content, as we always do with the Stats Over Beat Cypher. We're going to check in on our boy, the Bauer outage, Trevor Bauer, and his 69 days of giving. And then, as always, we have the Rapping Athlete Critique. I think you're going to find this one interesting, especially if you're really part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher, because we got the return of the trap game maestros. We're going to talk a little bit more with my man, Danny Otto about what was going down at the Barclays last week as well. Like I said, jam 
action-packed show. Let's start with Major League Baseball. Okay, here's some news and notes that I highlighted since the last time I spoke to Decipher last week. First of all, Adrian Beltre. You know, yeah, everyone wants to joke with him about how you can't touch his head, you know, how he gets real angry about his longevity. But let me tell you something. Adrian Beltre last week passed Rod Carew and Ricky Henderson for, you know, like 24th or 23rd all-time in hits. He's now got over 3,060 hits all-time, the most ever by a Latin-born player. Hey, your boy Speeds is Latin, so you know we had to take – Tip of the cap to Adrian Beltre. Also, Greg Holland was added to the St. Louis Cardinals roster. Remember, they just signed him for a one-year $14 million deal. He was added to the Major League roster on Monday, promptly brought in and gave up something like four runs in his first outing. Trust me, I know because he is on my fantasy team, and this is the only time you see ERA of like 27 or ERA of like 36. He uh, defecated the mattress in his first outing with the Cardinals. I do think he will still wind up to be their primary closer. Keep an eye out if he's uh, unowned in your league. A couple of injuries we got to note since the last time I talked to you. Xander Bogarts to the DL. All right, with an ankle injury. Listen, I was telling you how deep shortstop was this year, and I highlighted two people. One of them was, yes, indeedy, Gregorius. And he's been doing big things. I was also talking about the Trevor ending story. There was a lot of depth at shortstop. If you paid up for Bogarts, he is now on the DL. Also in the closer market, Corey Nabel. Corey Knable from Milwaukee. He's going on the DL with a hamstring injury. It's kind of a dart throw. There's a lot of options in Milwaukee. You got Matt Albers. You got, um, you know, um, some other, like, long-inning guys. There's a lot of people out there. I would wait and see. I kind of like Albers because he's done it before. But keep an eye on Milwaukee. It was Albers that got the first save opportunity. He then promptly blew it but got a win. Keep an eye. That's going to be a fluid situation. You know how there's, like, running backs by committee in fantasy football? This may be a closer by committee option. Haters is another guy out there. I think he's a two-winning kind of guy, though, so I don't think he's going to you know, move right into that closer role. Also, some other unfortunate DL action, okay? Anthony Rizzo, who I know a lot of you guys got, especially in Yahoo formats, in your second base position, he's going to the DL with that back issue, okay? He's been out, missed the home opener. They were trying to string him out. He's actually going on the DL. I think it is retroactive, though, to about almost a week ago. You could expect him back in a couple of days, but he is, in fact, going to spend the 10-day DL stint. X-rays have been negative on Kevin Kiermaier. He fouled the ball off his foot. He's going to be day-to-day, but keep an eye on him. This is also a guy you probably got for stolen bases. So now that his foot is an issue, you want to keep an eye out on that. Red's third baseman, Eugenio Suarez, he has a broken thumb. He goes to the DL. He's probably going to be out for a good six weeks. You need another situation at third base or corner infield if you had Suarez on your roster. But here's the thing. Other than that, I can give you you know injuries, right? But... Here's my thing, and I'm going to tell you, everybody listening right now, that's early on in fantasy baseball, chill out. It's been nine games. It's been ten games, okay? Chill out. Don't start making rash decisions. All right, that's what I'm going to say here. Don't start making rash decisions. Let's put it in context. A lot of my fantasy baseball players are also fantasy football players, right? We've had maybe like ten games out of a 162-game season. It's like 116th. Interestingly enough... If this was football, this would be like one game of the season. 
So let's say you drafted a high potential RB2, and in week one he had like, you know, 47 yards and two catches for 13 yards. You wouldn't drop him right now. You'd wait to see how it plays out. And I urge you to do the same thing. You spent months of prep work, and now you're going to let a week and a half change your decision? I don't think you should do that yet. Chill out for a little bit. Let it, you know, settle a little bit. Next month in May when we're talking, then I'll tell you the guys you got to hit up that are hot in the streets that you need to pick up on your team. What I'm telling you right now, hey, stats over beat Cypher. You see me? Chill out. Don't worry about it. Um, one thing to worry about, though, is uh, Otani. Otani is absolutely ridiculous. He's had one of the best weeks out there. I was talking to my man Mike Florio down there in the fantasy pit of misery a little bit earlier. And he told me it's time to flip Otani, sell high on Otani. I disagree. And there's nuance to this, okay? He was talking about how in some formats... In some formats, Otani is one player. You get his pitching and you get his hitting. You know, all that war accumulates, right? But in the situations where he's split pitcher and hitter, I think you want the pitcher, okay? I don't think the hitter part is sustainable, but I got to tell you something. He had three games with home runs back to back to back, one of them opposite field off Corey Kluber, okay? Nobody has had two... Uh, like 10 strikeout performances and three home runs since Babe Ruth in 1921, that in like a five-game stretch. It's ridiculous what Otani is doing, okay? On Sunday, he pitched, had a perfect game into the seventh, struck out 10, only uh, 12, only walked one. And here's the thing. This is coming off a of spring training where dude had a 347 OPS. This is coming off a of spring training where he had a 27 ERA. But I was looking at some stuff, you know, on the interwebs. And the thing is, he's actually adjusting to breaking balls. Okay, he went from like this big old leg kick to much more of a short stride so he can keep his hand back and see the curveball because he didn't see as many curveballs in Japan. He's like 23 years old. But the fact that he's making this adjustment, I think, bodes very well for a guy like Otani, okay? And here's the other thing. When you talk about his pitching, dude has the highest velocity on an average on his fastball in the league. In his first start, his average fastball was 97.8 miles an hour. That is above Luis Severino, who had the highest uh, average fastball last year. He has the highest whiff rate of anybody, especially on his fork balls. These are things that translate against major league hitters, okay? I'm all in on Otani. I understand that the offensive numbers will kind of change, mostly because of opportunity. And that's where you got to think about it. But he's 2-0, a 2.08 ERA, 18 strikeouts over his first two outings, okay? And he's 7 of 18. This is as of like yesterday. With three homers. Like, this is legit. Okay, so I'm I'm here to tell you that it's not, you know, like Don the Jeweler, right? We look for the Fugazis. This is a diamond. Okay, he's only 23 years old. He showed that he can make adjustments. And the core stats that I like in terms of his whiff rate and in terms of his velo as a pitcher and in terms of the adjustments he's making, check this out. Check this out. Offensively. His exit velo on batted balls is 97.3. That's fourth in the major leagues. 
in all of Major League Baseball. This dude is making solid, hard contact. He's behind, like, Miguel Sano and other sluggers that are known for nutting the ball. Okay? This is what he's doing offensively, making adjustments, hitting opposite field home runs against Corey Kluber, and having an exit velo that's on par with Miguel Cabrera. And pitching-wise, he's getting more swings and misses, and he has a stronger fastball than 99% of Major League Baseball. And he's 23. That translates. If you're in a um, fab league, spend some budget on Otani. Okay, that's what I'm here to say. But also, the other thing I wanted to talk about when we talk about Major League Baseball before we do the two-sport athlete thing is, listen, I talk about the three true outcomes all the time, right? The home run, the walk, and the strikeout. And how Major League Baseball is going in that direction. They don't care if you strike out as long as you're hitting home runs. And the way to do this a lot of people believe is with the launch angle. People are trying to hit fly balls because ground balls, the way these athletes are in Major League Baseball, ground balls are outs. Okay? That's what Josh Donaldson said. Ground balls are outs. Right? So you got to hit the ball in the air. You got to try to go to the gap or you got to try to go over the wall. So I was looking, in, and big shout out to Rotographs for this. Um, the players that have increased their fly ball percentage the most. And I think it's really interesting. The first I'll say is. Uh, Joey Gallo is hysterical. Joey Gallo and my man Mike Florio, my best friend forever. I'm going to say this stat. And you're going to tell me a little bit later on when we come back from the break your reaction to this. Joey Gallo's fly ball rate in the first half, uh, first week of the season is 69.7%. This is up from what was, you know, well above league average of 54% last year. He has increased his fly ball rate by 15%. My man does not. Give a damn. He's like the honey badger hitting fly balls. Okay, so that was interesting. But here are some guys who have made dramatic shifts in their fly ball rate so far this season, which is an interesting stat to think about. Okay, Anthony Rendon going up from 47 to 65%. That's big. Marwin Gonzalez, that is big. Nick Markakis going from only 29% was not a fly ball hitter up to 44%. Okay, George Springer, Eduardo Nunez, also among guys that I think uh, that uh, Rotographs says has a much higher spike in their fly ball rate. Okay, these are guys that early in the season I think could be interesting to try to target. They may not be on rosters. You talk about guys like um, Nick Marcakis, Marwin Gonzalez, Eduardo Nunez. These are fringe guys, but they are changing their habits, hitting the balls. More fly balls, which I believe will lead to more home runs. Maybe these are guys that are on the tail end of, you know, this fly ball revolution. You know, this this three true outcomes uh, revolution. And so early in the season, I don't care if you're hot right now. You know what I mean? I don't care if you're real hot. Uh, had a good first week. I care if there are noticeable differences in your approach, in your mechanics, or you know something like that. And this is something that I have targeted, the idea of the fly ball percentage, because that goes along with the three true outcomes. And these are some guys that I think could really um, help you out you know, to win your leagues and win that cash. Check it out. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is we're going to switch gears, and we're going to talk about football. Okay, We're going to talk about football, some of the news that have come out, and the poll question as well. Come on back. It's your boy. Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, vocal minority right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on at me. Let's go.
Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I'd still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me, a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Shorty's on the mic and Rox is on the pills. Yeah, yo. Big shout out to Mike Florio and Danny Otto down there in the fantasy pit of misery. They are playing Chronicle Original. All work, no sleep. I work that beat to come on back in. If you don't know about Chronicle, your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, was a part of that group in the aughts. We did big things, you know, because we critique. We critique the uh, rapping athletes, so I got to put out a little bit of Chronicle. That's why we are, you know, Speed's the spitting statistician. That's why we talk about the uh, rapping athletes. That's why we got the stats overbeat cypher. That was a little all work, no sleep from your boys Chronicle. We put the fun in functional alcoholics. Um, that's how we gets down. And now you are back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, on the Fantasy Sports Network, with your boy Dave Martinez, Speed's the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority. Back at it. Um, let's get into football here, okay? I want to update you guys on some of the news and notes around football since the last time I talked. Listen, generally speaking, though, we are in the uh, doldrums, and I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, okay? Listen, pro days have happened. The combine has happened. The first wave of free agency has happened. We even had some trades already. We are now what? We're reporting, like, who shows up to off-season workouts, you know, uh, we're looking for reasons to talk football, but because football is king, we still do have some things to talk about. First of all, and I do think this is interesting, especially from my people at the Stats Overbeat Cypher, it looks like the Broncos and the Dolphins had a trade in place where C.J. Anderson was supposed to move from Denver to Miami, but it looks like the Dolphins backed out at the last minute. I bring this up for a couple of reasons. One, I've been telling you for the last couple of months, I think C.J. Anderson is one of those guys who is on the block and will be moved before the draft. I lumped him in with guys like Brandon Marshall. On the Giants with guys like Kobe Fleener on the Saints that I think you could see on the move, right? But the other thing is, what does that mean for a guy like Kenyon Drake? I know a lot of people are very excited about the potential of Kenyon Drake, you know, after the Dolphins moved Jay Ajayi over to Philadelphia. But if it looks like Miami is still trying to acquire an early down back, that does not necessarily bode well for Kenyon Drake as we move along in the offseason. It looks like maybe the Dolphins see a need that they think needs to be addressed. Also, I want to keep talking about this trade that happened last week, this Brandon Cooks to the Rams trade, because I think this has so many wrinkles, so many layers, so I want to recap. I talked about how originally I thought, oh, maybe this was them uh, them being the Patriots, acquiring draft picks to go ahead and try to get Odell Beckham. I don't know if that's going to happen, right? I don't know if that's going to happen. OBJ has reported to uh, offseason workouts with the Giants. You know, maybe it looks like Odell might actually stay 
with the Giants, you know, in the swang song with Eli. But in New England, listen, I've been saying this now, and I'm going to continue to say it. I don't care if I'm wrong. I was wrong last year. I might be wrong again. I believe we are entering the fall of Rome, Rome being the uh, fiefdom of the New England Patriots, okay? I think a lot of things are going wrong in New England, and I think they can only hide it for so long. And the new thing I want to talk about is Gronk. Apparently, word came out that Gronk was, quote-unquote, chastised in front of players early last year by Belichick for using, like, TB12 and Alex Guerrero. And that added to some of these feelings that we hear around Gronk. Gronk may want to retire. Gronk doesn't know if he's all in and blah, blah, blah. This is real with the Patriots offense. This is real with Alex Guerrero. This is real on the defensive side of the ball. You lost Matt Patricia. You know, you lost Malcolm Butler. You lost this year Deion Lewis. You and you know, like, at some point, you lost Brandon Cooks. At some point, you know, Bill, you got to recognize you need to retool if you're long for that kind of thing with your 40-some-odd-year quarterback. And I don't necessarily think you are. That's why I think, and we're going to talk about this further down the road when I give you my previews in the AFC. I'm going to tell you right now, I believe this is the year the Patriots fall off the cliff. I believe this is where they really take a step back. And I think this idea of where Gronk's head is at is a very important part of it. And on the Rams side of things, listen, on the Patriots side, I'm going to tell you right now, the Patriots will not be one of my picks for the AFC Championship game this year right now. On the Rams side, though, I love the Rams. I love what the Rams are doing. I believe the Rams might host the NFC Championship game this year. And here's the thing. We've talked about this before about, okay, now you add Brandon Cooks. You add Cooks to the idea of Cup and of Woods taking in that uh, Sammy Watkins role. You have an ascending quarterback in Goff. You have an MVP caliber talent in Todd Gurley. You have an improved offensive line. I get it. I've been real high on what the Rams have done defensively as well with that Wade Phillips system. They're going to get quick up the middle pressure from Indomitian. Can I get a And Aaron Donald. And then on the outside, you got ball hawking, press man cats in Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters. I love what they're doing, right? But here's the thing. They are so all in right now. Check this out. Aaron Donald, last year of his contract. LaMarcus Joyner, franchise tag. Andrew Withworth, their stud left tackle who they signed last year, is 37 years old. Todd Gurley's contract skyrockets next year. The year after that, so does Jared Goff. This is a shove all in, and I like what the Rams are doing right now. If you ask me, Rams will be hosting the NFC title game against, eh, call it the Minnesota Vikings, in my opinion. I do want to talk real quickly, though, about, like I said, reporting for offseason workouts, right? Odell Beckham did. You know who didn't? Khalil Mack. And that's interesting. Keep an eye on that as Gruden continues to change the culture in Oakland. The other thing when we're talking about reporting for camp, I want to talk about Andrew Luck real quick. And Danny Otto, let's get that uh, Andrew Luck sound ready. Andrew Luck now coming off, you know, his year away with the shoulder. I thought what was interesting is that he admitted to reporters yesterday he has still not thrown an NF size, NFL size football. Can we get that sound? Hey, Danny, let's play. Let's play some of the stuff from Andrew Luck yesterday. This is from the NFL Network. This is when he was meeting with reporters yesterday as the Colts open camp. Hey, Danny, let's play some of that Andrew Luck sound right here. All right. 
It's feeling really good, Bob. Thank you. Uh, it's feeling really good. I've made a lot of progress. There's still there's still a bit of the road left to go. Uh, still some road. Daily, improving weekly. Uh, nothing but optimism. Uh, so very excited. excited it's to good to be optimistic. Excited to see a bunch of new faces. Excited to see some old faces. And uh, way to dance around it. Here. Last we heard, you were throwing a smaller football. Have you progressed to throwing the Duke? No, I've not. I've not picked up uh, the Duke <laughs> and started throwing it yet. And I uh, what? Don't want to skip steps. Uh, I'm trusting the process that I'm in right now. What are you now, in very, Philadelphia very playing basketball? Uh, with the process? Myself in this process, uh, and when the time is right, I'll pick it up. What time is right? Why is now not the right time? How after a year and a half, it is not the right time to start throwing a regulation-sized football? It's a problem. So much of a problem. You ever wonder why Josh McDaniels bailed at the last minute? Maybe this is why. I am very worried about Andrew Luck. We got to get our boy Dr. A from Inside Injuries or something like that to check it out because... The dude has still not thrown the Duke, which is an NFL football. That concerns me, okay? Um, what also concerns me is the idea that every three minutes an American is diagnosed with blood cancer. Okay, unfortunately, though, only 30% of patients are able to find a compatible bone, uh, bone marrow donor within their family. That's how you can help. Go to DKMS.com slash fantasy right now, and you can sign up online to register to be a donor, okay? They'll send you a kit. You swab your cheeks. It's very easy. And then DKMS will try to find you a match um, so that you can contribute, so that you could actually save someone's life. Here on the Fantasy Sports Network, we talk about you know fantasy this is not a fantasy this is real life you can save someone's life it is very easy to do i know my man the manimal chris bavona has done it and others i might have to get at my man danny Otto and mike florio and see if they've done it um at this point but check it out go to dkms.org slash fantasy and you can see how you can help i bring that up we talk about it all the time here in the stats overbeat cipher um we can really help stamp out blood cancer which would be awesome if collectively not only the stats overbeat cipher but you know fantasy sports and this demographic if we can really help uh, because we are the key demographic when it comes to blood cancer but i think that's absolutely crazy this idea of andrew luck still hasn't thrown it but you know it brings my attention to another quarterback. I want to talk about, we got the poll question up right now, at Spittin' Speeds, if you want to follow to, uh, on Twitter. Johnny Football. Johnny Football was in action last weekend, okay? He, in, the, in the spring league, I think I talked about this, he was on Team South. And listen, I've chronicled this before here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We've talked about how Johnny Football trying to get back in. He's admitted his bipolar diagnosis. He's really trying to get himself help. He says he's been sober for a while. He said that he's down to take a CFL job. He's trying to get back into it, saying all the right things. In the spring game, he went 9 of 15 with 82 yards and a touchdown. Coaches there called him attentive, interactive. Um, there are reports out there saying that there is legit NFL interest in Johnny football. Okay, The uh, Patriots were there. The Giants were there. The Raiders were there. Among another, like a handful, another 10 teams were there scouting. Okay, And uh, there was a QB coach, Terry Shea, that was there. That I thought had some interesting quotes about Johnny Football and his kind of progression and like how serious he's taking 
it to get back into the mix. So uh, Terry Shea, former QB coach, says, and I quote, not only that was he kind of attentive, right, but we'll introduce him to a play where the quarterback can go to the line of scrimmage and have kind of a check with me, right? And then he'll say, Coach, I understand why we're doing it this way, but what about if I see this? Look, could we also do it this way? And that's a sign to me of an engaged, coachable guy, okay? So I that jumped out as me. Johnny himself was also talking about it. He, he, he enjoyed being back out on the field. Check this out. He says, it's disappointing, some of the things that happened, but nevertheless, it's a huge step for me. I put pads back on. A lot of people wrote me off to even get to this point. I'm definitely emotional about it. I'm definitely happy about it. This isn't the end goal for me, but I'm having fun again. I have a smile on my face. And the last time I talked to you guys about Johnny Menzel, that's the thing. He's like... He's a recovering addict, okay? And so you hear that sometimes with people that are in rehab. This idea of, like, I'm living my life to the fullest. I'm a, I have a clear path. You know, that sort of thing. And that's the way Johnny Manziel sounds. And he sounds like he doesn't have to be big and famous. He doesn't have to. He just wants the opportunity to play football, which is a game he loves. And I think that could be the best thing for Johnny Manziel. He, he supports this. Check this out. And I quote from Johnny. The meeting, the message that I'm sending is showing up every day and going to meetings, being engaged in everything that's going on during practice and in the game. I can't control what's going on with NFL teams' interests, and I don't know what's going on in NFL meetings. But if that's the case, if the NFL is something that pops up, cool. If not, I'm going to work to get back there. We'll see how it plays out. He doesn't need to be entitled like he was before. Right? He's like a regular guy trying to get back in. He's not aloof. He's not entitled. And I think that's stage one of him getting back into the league. The other thing, check this out. He has a home in the CFL. The Hamilton Tiger Cats have his rights. Okay, the Hamilton Tiger Cats have his rights. And Johnny Football said he'll play in the CFL if there's no NFL offer. And here's the funny part. Um, the Canadian Football League, shout out to my man Gabe Morency. Um, they open camp in May, right after the draft, right after these spring league games. He's got another spring league game coming up this weekend. That's why I'm bringing it up. You know, um, this is kind of this, you know, uh, expose, you know, exhibition for these guys, right, to get some buzz around them, coinciding with the draft when teams are rebuilding their rosters, as it were. But here's the thing also. Johnny Football is 25 years old, okay? This guy has still a chance, Right, so I ask you, will he make it back into the NFL anytime soon? I got a poll question up right now, and the choices that I have up are Johnny Football, Colin Kaepernick, and then the third choice that I have up is Alden Smith. And let me tell you something. Alden Smith is a pass rusher that got heat. You know, for the 49ers, double digit sacks was a beast, was a JPP kind of cat. Right? As you know, had domestic violence, had um, all sorts of other issues, drug issues, um, has been suspended multiple times from the NFL. And here's what I thought was interesting. Story came out last weekend. Alden Smith was arrested in San Francisco last Friday. He um, violated the electronic monitoring that he had. Initially, this was a domestic violence case with his fiance. He violated the terms of his... Um, ankle bracelet in essence dude had an ankle bracelet on and the monitoring but here's the thing that i think is interesting he uh he may not have known what the ankle actually monitors 
And I think that's interesting. He The ankle brace monitors not only where you are, but check this out. Because of these newfangled devices now, you know, these days, um, it also measures your alcohol consumption through your sweat. And that is um, a condition of his kind of like... His not his parole, his conditions, whatever. And so I think, uh, you know, this happened one day after he got linked up. He got fit for the bracelet. So I don't think he, like, traveled anywhere. I don't think he went anywhere. I think he, you know, partied a little bit. And then he sweat out that alcohol, and the bracelet knew it, and he violated the terms. Here's the thing, though. This is a guy who has, you know, this domestic violence case, these drug cases. We're going to have to ask my man, either Dr. A or Thomas Lowe, my licensed certified athletic trainer, friend of the show, Dilly Dilly, and see, like, what is the capacity of these bracelets? I think it's pretty interesting. Um, so that's what we're going to do. But, you know, you contrast what Johnny Football's trying to do with what Colin Kaepernick is trying to do with what Alden Smith is doing. And, like, who gets the longer leash? You know, which position is more valuable? I think it's very interesting. We got a, tr we got a poll question up on Twitter right now. And I got to tell you, right now, you know, there are other factors as well, right? You know, uh, Johnny Football is different than the other two men in another way. But, you know, you can, you can hit me up on Twitter and we can talk about that part of it if you want. I know my man Emery Hunt would want to talk about that. But right now, and we got about 100 votes in the last hour. 54% of you say Johnny Football, 29% say Colin Kaepernick, and 17 say Alden Smith. I think that is very interesting, representative, and I'll tell you what I think when we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle, and then we're going to put the fun in functional sports content. We're going to go down to the Fantasy Pit of Misery, see what Danny Otto has to say, see what the Stats Over Beats Cypher has to say. Come on right back. Let's pop it off. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Born and raised, New York City, I was born and raised. It's not a phase, it's my life. She's saying please and thanks, hoping that it makes a nice son take some advice. I'm as fly as I seem, so high on the scene. Check it, one, two, one, two, like I'm dialing from Queens in my dreams. The world, she's mine for the taking. I get amen, oy vey. Assalamu alaikum, hands are shaking, but the grip is firm. And if you're fronted on my skills in the past, no worries, live and learn, stand in line, wait your turn, see the judge, it's adjourned. I'm a lot of things, but I ain't concerned. You know what it is. I ain't concerned here on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority of the Fantasy Sports Network. We'll listen to some more Chronicle. This is New York City born and raised. All I got is my balls, my word, and my birth certificate. So wild out when the song is played. If you were New York City born and raised. That's how we do it. And we're going to... Uh, 
talk about this because we, you know, we critique the rapping athletes. So I can't critique other people out there spitting bars. We give a big shout out to my man Kenneth Cashman out of Rotoware. We give big shout out to my man Young Kaz and the trap game Maestros. We're gonna we're gonna uh, play their new joint a little bit later on. But I can't be out there critiquing people if I'm not also giving you the art. You know, the art form that Chronicle does here on the Stats Over Beat Cipher. That's what's up. Um, so here's what we're going to do. First thing I want to do is give a big shout out to my Stats Over Beat Cipher. We got some people in there on the chat room that are, you know, big time fans that I got to give a shout out to. Lance Davis in the building as usual. Jilly Dilly in the building as usual. Dilly Dilly. Um, and also the Strong Style. I want to talk. Yo, Strong Style. If he's out there, I was team phenomenal AJ Styles on Sunday. What's up with your man Strong Style with the little uh, heel turn? We got to find out about that. Do me a favor. Do me a favor, Strong Style, if you're out there. Let me know what you think about this heel turn from the artist, Shinsuke. Because uh, I don't know that I'm into this with the shakeup and whatnot. But that uh, that is besides the point. Um... Here's the deal. I got my man Danny Otto down there asking me for like links and stuff as well. We're going to have to suss through that throughout this segment. First thing I want to do, though, is big shout out, as always, to um, you know the Stats Over Beat Cypher, all the people that are out there. Here's what I want to do. Danny, let's get, um, let's get my man Danny Otto because I want to talk to you about something real quick. And I know before we get into the uh, rapping athletes, <clears throat> and we'll hook that up. But before we do the rapping athletes, Danny, I got to talk to you about something. Danny, you're a big UFC guy, right? A little bit. Okay. So for the layman, for the fan, the casual fan, you know, they do these UFC, what are, what are they up to? Like two, was 223? 223. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 223 at Barclays over the weekend. But I don't know if people saw this. It got crazy before and all the PR leading up to this. And Danny, I want to get bit. your take because I know you know about this, you know, a little bit more than most, right? So here's the thing. We're doing all the build up to um, UFC 223 and they were going to have, I believe it was, Danny, they were going to have a light heavyweight match, right? Between two dudes that were in essence going to take, and here's the, here's the point, what was the vacant belt that Conor McGregor in essence was stripped of because he hasn't fought in the UFC for a long time. I'm going to recap this and then Danny, let me know if I got it all right, you know, and we can talk about it from there. So, Connor is talking about, like, nah, you can't strip me. Like, I'm the big draw, whatever. They're doing the, like, you know, media day for UFC 223 at Barclays last week. This was either, I think it was, like, Wednesday, let's say. And Connor McGregor rolls in unannounced, like, with a crew, you know, to basically just be a middle school child trying to disrupt the classroom, right? And in part of this, what he does is they're backstage, there's, like, a bus, that is taking all the UFC fighters like back to the hotel or something. Conor McGregor, dude, throws like dollies and machinery and shit into the bus, breaking windows and injuring UFC fighters. There was like, correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, not one, not two, but maybe three or four matches that were on the card that had to get canceled because... You know, fighters sustained cuts or something, injuries, and couldn't perform anymore. Dana White was like, yo, Connor's going to jail. He's going to face civil suits, right? And lo and behold, NYPD 
arrests Conor McGregor, right? But here's my question. He gets out on bail and all this stuff. And here's my question. And I put it out to my man Strong Style Ninja as well in Stats Overbeat Cypher. Because I'm all swept up in this, like, WrestleMania and storylines and entertainment. Danny, is it possible that this whole Conor McGregor, Dana White disruption angle is just that? An angle and not actually real life? And this is all just big building buzz for when eventually Conor McGregor does return to UFC to get more pay-per-view buys and to get more money? Um, I think to an extent, maybe something could be planned and, and maybe it's Like more if you're of, UFC, you have to leverage your asset that is Conor McGregor. Right. And if he doesn't want to actually fight anymore, and why would he? He got millions of dollars to chill you know, to chill out going on going forward. Maybe you could still leverage him as this weird off the radar personality for UFC. There's there's some weird stuff that actually happened around this whole thing and okay. and, and I think you were you're about right. Um, with all of the outcomes, I'm the stable like that. genius and vocal minority. <laughs> um, a bunch of fights did get canceled because um, some of the some of the fighters got injured. But what kicked it all off? And, and this is just kind of what I gathered. Like this isn't even I don't even know if this is 100 percent or what. Mm-hmm. The whole reason that Conor McGregor first came over, like from Ireland to to New York for yeah. for that media day, was because his friend, his boy, got bumped Artem, off the card. Right? No, Artem Loboff. Um, is like his boy, just right. like you said. Um, and apparently, Khabib was was talking crap to him. Oh, and so this was like entourage kind of like I'm, a, I'm a, like my that. crew like, is gonna come through. Yeah, he might have been planning something crazy anyway because he was getting stripped and he was getting pissed off. Or maybe this was just like one thing that led to like the initial off the off the ledge okay. like craziness. But uh, I do know that that ties in with the whole thing. Um, but yeah, a bunch of fighters got got hurt. I know uh, Ray Borg was supposed to be on right. the card, and, and he got uh, some glass in his eye. I yeah, because uh, Connor threw a dolly through a bus window. Yeah, and those those clips are crazy. I don't know if you've seen the one I've from seen on the, the bus. I've no, I've seen like the TMZ sports one. There's one from on inside the bus. the bus. Inside the bus. I mean, this is legitimate. Like, dudes windows. got cut up and hurt. Yeah, yeah. But do you think Connor? I mean, like, isn't Dana White? Wouldn't Dana White be within his rights to be like, yo? You are not going to ever fight for UFC ever again. Well, here's the problem. Conor McGregor is their biggest cash cow. He like, is. That's the problem. That's why I think this is a WWE kind of work. I think this is just PR. I think this is a good PR story. Oh, my God. My friends are out. We got Susmania over here. He's going to be out. We got Nando Defino, my, my blood orange co-manager. Hey, we're going to talk about blood orange. Let's break down blood orange and the entire Gotham District uh, League. Coming up soon because I know the fantasy BFFs are into that because they are currently they have so many points they had like one good outing it's early in the season it's early but that's besides the point uh, big shout out big shout out to my guys we'll see you later yo tune into the fantasy BFFs I don't know when it's on but like you should check it out my man Mike Florio Frankie Stamp Greg Sussman they do big things um, but I'm sorry I'm sorry uh, tell me more Danny. No, 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 that's totally cool. I, I definitely agree with you. I think it's it's more or less, I think, Connor went off the rails. Yeah. But I do think it's, I, I think they took advantage of it. For so, publicity. Right, right, right. So I think if it was any other fighter besides Connor, I, I agree with you. I think Dana White would just be like, well, you don't have a job anymore. Right, but, but when you have this much buzz, you right. get a longer leash. So they're they're playing it up, and and he's like he released all the footage like super early, and right. and all this crazy stuff, and and you know like I think they're they are 
pay, playing that. And also Dana's response. Like on media day, he said uh, Connor's a criminal. Connor's going to jail. Right, all this right. stuff. And and uh, a day later, I was actually at the official weigh-ins and the official press conference before UFC. 223. So I was there Friday afternoon. Nice plug, Danny. I was there Friday afternoon, and um, he said that uh, he had a talk with Connor. Right. And uh, it's all love. Hope to see him in the future. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You don't burn bridges. Right. I hear you. I hear you. All right. So I just definitely, I definitely wanted your take. Yo, we'll continue to follow that, whether it be on Fantasy Freestyle, whether it be on Popping Off, whether it be Danny Odo down there from the Fantasy Pit of Misery. But you know how we got to end the show, Danny. We got to talk about some of these rapping athletes, and we got two that we want to get into. And one is not an athlete, but if you're part of the Stats Overbeat Cipher, you know about my go, my guys, Young Cause, the Effect, the Trap Game Maestros. They were doing fantasy remixes all football season. Now, they're on a little bit of something different. They're trying to show their artistry. So because they are part of the Stats Over Beat Cypher, we're going to bounce with them. And then, Danny, we're going to break it down. And then we'll get into our you know honorary member of the Stats Over Beat Cypher. The new track from the Trap Game Maestros is called Homework. And we're going to make that pop right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Network with the uh, you know Stats Over Beat Cypher. Hey, Danny, why don't we play a little bit of that Young Cause Homework track? Let's start at about 40 seconds and make it pop for a little while. Let's see what people think. Like my homework, I just wanna see that ass twerk. I don't wanna do my classwork. Stick around and I'ma just lurk. Now we popping bottles like recycling bean. And scheduling a date so she can pencil me in. She gave me time of day, I only wanted a man. Together we a couple like the yin yang queen. For her, I put in work and I can't be lazy. Cause we settle all the issues like a oopsie daisy. Yeah, we burning up the flower like hey. a purple hazy. Showing love to my bae like my name is Jay Z. Fast forward a couple years and we done got engaged. I didn't do my homework, but we turned the page. I fell off on my classes, but I take the trade. I can clean it up later cause my life is mad. Homework. Homework. Don't wanna do my homework. Hey. Homework. Hey, thanks for that, Danny. That's my guys, Young Kaz and the Trap Game Maestros. Remember them for the fantasy football remixes with your boy Speeds early on. If you were Stats Overbeat Cypher, you know about that. Danny, I, uh... I thought it was fun. I like a. It was a fun little melodic summertime kind of beat. You know, I love their flow, the trap game maestros. The only thing is, it had a little auto tune in it. I think. I don't know how I feel about the auto tune. What do you think, Danny? I absolutely agree with you. It's okay. definitely like a, a, a summertime fun feel. barbecue song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can see myself playing like you know, eating some chicken and like playing a little volleyball. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think it's fun. I can get I can get past auto tune when it's really just fun. Okay. Thing, so. All right. So, yeah. yo, big shout out to my guys at Trap Game Maestros, Young Cause, and the effect out there, yo. Big shout out to the Stats Overbeat Cypher. If you want to be part of the Stats Overbeat Cypher, holla at your boy Spitting Speeds. But the other guy we're going to give, we got to give Danny more love to my man Trevor Bauer. If you uh, know about the show, the Fantasy Freestyle, Trevor Bauer doing his 69 days of giving because he beat the arbitration system. And uh, the Cliff Notes is here. He is going to. Donate $420.69. No, those numbers are not coincidental. $420.69. Two <laughs> charities for 69 straight days. In the last couple of days, though, I'm, I got to tell you something. I love what he's doing. Okay. Um, he gave money to uh, an organization called Helping Kids Round First, who provides youth in underdeveloped uh, countries, the opportunities, you know, through baseball. I love that. He also donated to an organization I know very well called Girls Who Code, trying to build um, science, technology, and coding in young girls in this country to change the inequality there. And uh, yesterday, he donated to Reese's Rainbow. 
They match children with special needs with a family who will give them every opportunity for the typical life they deserve. That is their mission. Um, so listen, Trevor Bauer doing amazing things. And I want to promote that here on the Fantasy Freestyle. You go on over to Trevor Bauer's page, maybe suggest a charity. I suggested some as well for my people. Uh, Candyman, I think, suggested a couple here on the Fantasy Freestyle. But did you know, Danny, that he's also a rapping athlete? Trevor Bauer is also a rapping athlete. I didn't. He has this track. He has this track called Gutter to the Grail, and it is literally about the Cleveland Indians of last year. So if we can get to a little bit of a verse, let's play just a snippet of that before we get out of here on a Tuesday on the Fantasy Freestyle, Danny. Can we make that pop off? Did you get that? Yeah. There might be a long intro. I don't know. Rise up to win it. Wahoo's on first with the rise on the pennant. Going all in, Cleveland Indians. From the gutter to the bling, now they call us champions. From Woo! the gutter to the grail, we rise up to win it. Wahoo's on first with the rise on the pennant. Going all in, Cleveland Indians. From the gutter to the bling, now they call us champions. This is how we do it with beauty. We be moving, taking bases with ease. Born in Brantley are the truest. God of Waldo always cruising, getting stupid, throwing cheddar. Other teams are looking clueless. Ain't nobody do it better. We get knocks. We flash leather for days, keeping Cavi amazed with the top 10 plays. Cody Allen turned the heat up. Shout out to Cody Allen. Up. Uh. You know we never ease up. 2013, and we're all up for the ring. Nasty Masty with the sink. Scotty K with the swings and whiffs. Hand it off to Smith just to flick at the wrist. Getting filthy with the pitch to Santana at the dish. Whipping the hose out. CP in the ninth. You know we go close out. So what do y'all know about? Swisher in his swag. Smoking pictures like cigars. Are you picturing that? From the gutter to the grail. Okay. I think that's about enough with Trevor Bauer. Gutter to the grail. My man Danny Otto, I got to ask you. Listen, I love the 69 Days of Giving. I love what Trevor Bauer is doing. I love the personality that is Trevor Bauer. I'm not with his lyricism, though. What do you think, Danny? I mean, he's not the worst. He's not. Sure. <laughs> I, and I hate to say it this way. He's not Ventra? He's not Ventra. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to my man, the analyst, Chris Ventra. Yo, you will always be a member of the Stats Overbeat site for Chris Ventra. You there on the mornings doing it down there with Carton and friends, yo. Maybe, uh, what do you think? Hey, Danny, what do you think would happen if uh, Ventra ever rhymed on Carton and Friends? How do you think that would go? I, I, I think it would go worse than it went. When, when he rhymed were, on Fantasy yeah, Freestyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I wasn't even here. If I was here, that wouldn't have happened on my watch, guys. If that would have happened, you know <laughs> he would have got lambasted. So hot that he would have sweat steam. But uh, I can only imagine my man Craig Carton would have done the same thing. By the way, guys, if you're on the Fantasy Sports Network, you need to check out my man Craig Carton. He's doing out big things right now. Carton and friends. I believe Danny is 9-1 to one every day. It is. 9-1 to one every day with my man, the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. They be doing big things. Michelle Serpico as well, bringing that lighter touch and a little bit of, you know, fight game. And some other things. Some other things as well. But it's a great show. you got to check us out on the Fantasy Sports Network. Carton and Friends making it happen. Throwing straight fire at people left and right. Danny, we got time for one more quick story? We have little over a minute. All right, so I'm going to probably hold it. I'm going to hold it until next week, and I'm going to let you guys know right now on the poll. Right now, you guys got Johnny Football. 
you think he's going to get back into the league. What we're going to do next week, we'll be back. Some of these stories I'm holding on to, I'll let you know about that. As always, you can follow me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Get at me. Ask me any of your questions. We'll be back here inside Studio 34 next week. But do me a favor. If you want to get every episode of the Fantasy Freestyle, and Danny, we are up over 300 episodes of the Fantasy Freestyle right now, which is big MF things. But what you need to do is you need to rate, you need to review, you need to subscribe. This way you'll hear your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, the stable genius and vocal minority every time we put out that content when we put the fun in functional sports radio. Listen to my group, Chronicle, as we ride out. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Fantasy Freestyle with your boy, Speeds. I'm out. Peace. Peace.